as I speak my prayer in the first person, I realize that through the principle of unity, I also know this for you. So in this very moment, I just breathe. Recognizing that there is only one presence, one spirit, one creative intelligence. And that, that one is also who and what I am, the very quality of God, the very quality of love, light, life, peace. Knowing that I become aware and meet that loving presence in this very moment. Feeling into that presence. I take a moment to recognize the oneness. I'm so grateful for this moment, so grateful for each one of you here. Knowing that each one feels and knows the presence of spirit that each one hears exactly what they need and feels exactly what they need in their next step. So grateful for this time together, I simply release my word knowing it's already active. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Ashe. Satu. Aho. Good morning. Welcome. If you're new with us here this morning or new with us online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an interfaith community that teaches universal principles and practical spirituality. So I welcome you home to our spiritual community should you choose it for yourself. And even more than that, I welcome you home to the guidance and wisdom that lives within you in your own mystic heart. So as we move into our Teze meditation this morning, I'd like to acknowledge and honor the indigenous peoples of our nation. Uh, this coming Monday is Indigenous Peoples Day. And so we carry with us, all of us, the stories, all of the stories, the stories of difficulty and the stories of healing. And um, so I just call that in as we celebrate together. We join our voice, voices in song as we begin. And we have a new monthly song, so 
before Let your own intuition start To guide you to heaven's door Welcome home to the mystic heart Lay aside whatever came before Let your begin this morning's <coughs> journey of Taze by taking a couple of nice, deep, slow breaths in and out. Allowing the out breath to help us release and relax. Feeling the shoulders let go allowing ourselves to be held, supported by our chairs, held by the loving presence, allowing the breath to carry us inward to a wholeness. That is always the truth about who we are. <clears throat> 
Feeling that wholeness fill every cell of our bodies. Breathing it in to every atom. And knowing that it fills all the space in between. It's all that we are. Sensing the peace, the joy, and the beauty that are our native state. Grounding even more into the silence that dwells within us. Sensing an opening of the heart. An opening of the mind. An opening of the spirit within. Preparing the soul for deep listening and receiving the gift of this time together. We take a moment to honor our connection with all that is. Together we envision a web of consciousness, a life force, a holy presence that surrounds and infuses the planet. Each of us a point of light, reflecting our radiance to the many beings that share this space and time with us. Every human, every other than human creature, every plant, We see this radiance also emanating from the rocks, the minerals, the sand, the water and the wind, and moving out from this planet into the cosmos, the stars and the planets. and all that is and may ever be beyond that. All of it alive. All of it in relationship. Forever connected by our coexistence at this time. Forever one in spirit. As we share time in prayer and meditation, we're leaving an imprint of peace on the world, a ripple of harmony whose effect we will never know. But we trust that it is felt. Take a moment to feel the impact of what we are creating here together. As we come together, we set an intention that each one of us walks as a beneficial presence on this planet. That each one feels, embodies, and lives from our connection with all beings. 
and that as a community we use this time to move the world toward a more kind, just, harmonious expression. We walk as peace in action. This morning we ground ourselves in a truth that our hearts and souls already know. That what is behind us is behind us and that we are here now in the present moment. That that was then and this is now. No matter what is happening, no matter when or where we find ourselves, there is always only now. And everything that has ever occurred in our lives is a beautiful and necessary part of what brought us to this moment. As human beings come to planet Earth, we begin as infants, newborn babies. And we have ahead of us what we call a lifespan, a parenthesis in eternity, in which to fulfill whatever we are here to do. Sometimes we think of our lives as a continuum, a timeline from birth to death. And this is one way to approach the understanding of our experience here. This morning I invite you to look at your lifespan as a circle, maybe even a spiral. Journey back with me now to your human beginnings. You were born with certain characteristics and traits already in place. You may have your own story about how and why this occurs. We will not go further along these lines this morning because you were also born with qualities that we seem to share as part of the human life cycle. As an infant, it is likely that you did not know yourself as a separate being. From your newborn perspective, you were one with the mother and with everything around you. You had not yet learned about the other. You were still experiencing your oneness with God, with all that is, although you had no language or cognition of such things. As you progressed into toddlerhood, you came to recognize your own body as something you could control. And the adults around you may have clapped and encouraged your independence. There's nothing wrong with this. As human expressions of God, living a human life in the material realm, it is helpful to be able to care for ourselves. And at this stage, and for a few more years, you had a sense of wonder, curiosity, about everything. There was a sense of awe, of possibility, 
that filled your days. Growing further on, you were taught many things, some through direct instruction, some through trial and error. But step by step, the process of domestication occurred. You were shaped by your family and the cultures you were born into, by your teachers and friends at school, and later by your bosses and co-workers, partners, and perhaps your own children. Throughout this process of living your life, you learned what was acceptable and what was not, which behaviors got the results you wanted and which did not. You learned whether or not you measured up and in what ways. If you are like most adults, you lost some or all of your curiosity. Distracted by the process of living up to society's expectations, you lost your sense of wonder. You were taught that many things are impossible, and you may have believed it. You forgot to stop, to be in awe of the miracles that surround you in every moment. And most of all, you lost your sense of oneness with others, with the world around you, with your own divinity. Again, there is nothing wrong with this process. It is a common story. The story of coming from birth to middle adulthood in our world at this time Now, we turn a corner. Let us not forget the real story. That each of us is one way that God is expressing and experiencing themselves. We may have forgotten who and whose we are. But in their omniscience, great spirits forget nothing. The light of spirit is still shining within you. Maybe covered by years of human experience, but still burning bright. Sometime in later adulthood, maybe sooner for some, you may have experienced a wake-up call, an experience that called you to begin to question once again. What is really going on here? Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And how then shall I live? It is through these questions that curiosity returns. That you begin to sense the wonder and awe, the gift and blessing that is your lifetime. 
This is where your deepest longing to know your oneness with Source, with all that is, makes itself known. And if you choose to open your mind and heart to the voice of your soul, you will find peaceful connection, communion. As at birth, you will have a natural sense of oneness, of unity. You will know that all is well, always. All that you choose to do from this point forward is chosen consciously by divine guidance and appointment. And no matter what happens, you will choose peace. You will choose love. As human beings mature, we go through many developmental stages, each phase building on the cumulative experiences of previous stages. We learn to crawl, then to walk, then to run, each skill incorporating earlier competencies. And as we develop new abilities, we retain the earlier ones. We can now run but we can still crawl, too. Human development, as all evolution, ascends in a spiral from lesser to greater complexity, transcending the limitations of the previous level while retaining the experiences. We use our basic math skills to simplify parts of a complex algebraic equation. We use our simple reading skills for more advanced research. And as all this is going on, we are being socialized, taught how to interact with society. We learn the story we were born into, the dream of the planet, or the story of separation, if you will. We are told what is expected of us, how to make people like us, and it may take us a long time to awaken from this dream. A long time to opt out of that story. Rabbi Yeshua of Nazareth often used the phrase, You have heard it said, but I say unto you. He was calling his disciples to a higher level of spiritual evolution 
to observe a more complex interpretation of spiritual law, an understanding which included yet transcended the law of Moses. As we know better, we are held to a higher standard. All of us are here to grow in spiritual understanding, to evolve into a more perfect expression of the divine. As we share our three minutes of silent meditation today, I invite us to consider our next stage of spiritual development. Where is your growing edge? Choose a spiritual law to contemplate, such as cause and effect, correspondence, the law of attraction, or another. How are you interacting with it now? What might be the deeper implications of that principle? And how might you observe that law at an even higher level?
as we allow the music to gently bring our awareness back to our surroundings, we express our deep appreciation for this time of blessed communion with the divine and with our beloved community. For the love and support in spiritual family, we say thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Our understanding of divine law will continue to grow and expand, and as it does, we will find more and more subtle nuances in them. Our spiritual evolution will demand of us that we obey not just the letter of the law, but also that we obey the spirit of the law. Reverend Diana continues her inspired teaching this morning, we allow ourselves to be transformed and made new in spirit. We are not who we were yesterday or even when we got up today. After all, that was then. This is now. In the book of 1 Corinthians of the Christian Bible, we are told, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. I read this passage as one interpretation to say that in childhood, my speech, my thinking, and my reasoning had a certain set of qualities to them. I was still in touch with my heart, with what is good and true. I was innately filled with the wonder and awe of spirit. And then, as I grew up, society taught me to cover over my inherent curious tendencies. Reflected back to me that these were somehow wrong. If I am open, I will see that there is more to learn. Where in middle adulthood I see through society's filters if I am willing to admit that everything I thought I knew could be wrong, I become open to what is true. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. If I am truly willing to delve deeply into this journey of life, questioning always 
and with faith in goodness unfolding. I will come fully round, full circle. From unity through the illusion of separation and back into unity. I close today's Teze with a prayer given through one of my teachers, Rupert Spira. It is a prayer that he has spoken daily for more than 40 years and that speaks deeply to me and to our reflections today. Oh my Lord, my whole being is yourself. And this mind which has been given me is your consort. The life force, breath, and energy which you have given me are your attendants. This body is the temple in which I worship you. Whatever I eat, or wear, or do, is all part of the worship I keep on doing at this temple. Even when this body goes to sleep at night, I feel like I am in union with you. Whenever I walk, I feel like I am going on pilgrimage to you. Whatever I speak is always in praise of you. In fact, whatever I do in this world in any way is aimed at you. So there is no duality in this life of unity with yourself. And so feeling that deep sense of unity, knowing that there is nothing else, only the pictures that we hold of ourselves as separate beings. We trust and know that there is no duality in this life of unity with God. And so as we move through our week this week, we come back to that understanding, to that deep sensation that everything we do is in worship, is in praise of the Spirit by whatever name we call it, the one unity, the one source. Our every thought, word, and action is a prayer 
And so as we allow that to really soak in this morning, we are changed. Ever mindful of the prayer that our life is. We move into this week open-hearted, open-minded, and with a lightness of spirit that allows us to flow freely through our days with deep gratitude for all of the blessings that are constantly showered down upon us. Trusting and sensing and knowing the truth of these words, I release this prayer this morning knowing that it opens a graceful way for each of us to walk this week. And so I just allow it to be, to unfold as spoken, as together we say. And so it is. All that has been offered this morning speak to my soul, to your soul. May it have its way with me, working on me, 
in me, soaking into every fiber of my being. May it fill my heart, my mind, and my soul as I move into the coming week. May it remind me of the perfection of my own lifetime, of my own goodness, and of the light that shines in the world. May it guide my thoughts, words, and actions so that I become a more peaceful presence on the planet. And may it remind me that we are one, have always been one, with one another and with the presence of God. There is nothing else. That was then, this is now. The story of your lifetime is perfect. Has always been perfect. There are no mistakes in God. Loving Spirit dwells in me as me, in you as you. This has forever been. Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> and so I invite you to bring your awareness back to your body, to your senses, to the space, the atmosphere of our room. To gently open the eyes and allow the gaze to take in whatever is here, to glance around, honor one another for being a presence this morning. As we close our Teze this morning, we offer an opportunity for you to share of your financial good should you choose to, in support of the work that we do. If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button. Our mailing address, oh, I just said that. You'll find our mailing address. <laughs> we thank you in advance for your many gifts. Please enjoy On the Day That You Were Born by Carrie Newcomer. The sun went down and the moon came out on the day that you were born. Stars were more than we could count on the day that you were born. On a morning that was old and new On the day that you were born The world opened up to welcome you On the day that you were born It's all mystery in motion How the wheels of this world open There were gentle rains and summer storms On the day that you were born blue patterns through the trees on the day that you were born waters wandered toward the sea on the day that you were born it's all mystery in motion how the wheels of this world open there were gentle rains and summer storms on the day that you were born Buds fade and bloom again on the day that you were born. The birds knew where and they knew when on the day that you were born. 
In the clouds and vapor, the quiet lakes On the day that you were born In the deepest currents and the waves that break On the day that you were born It's all mystery in motion How the wheels of this world open There were gentle rains summer storms On the day that you were born Whisper through the trees In the secret places Only God can see In the things we feel That cannot be said We all hold hands And bow our heads Seasons pass And seasons grow On the day that you were born There were things we'll never know On the day that you were born Love is all and love is true on the day that you were born Love will always welcome you on the day that you were born It's our mystery in motion How the wheels of this world open There were gentle rains and summer storms on the day that you were born It's our mystery in motion How the wheels of this world open There were gentle rains, summer storms on the day that you were born. I love finding the perfect song every week. We say thank you for these gifts as they're offered, knowing that they come of spirit through your hands and your hearts to our community. And so we pledge to grow and expand them and return them back out into the community in different form. And so um, just a reminder as we're preparing to sing our closing that um, next Sunday we'll be offering certificates to people who have taken classes, certificated classes for the last couple of years. We'll be, we have live music, Gary French and Dalton will be joining us, and we will be celebrating after service Oktoberfest with brat and beer. Yo. So, let everybody know that you run into, we are a unique community, are we not? <laughs> soul always find what it's looking for may your heart always lead the way may you live in peace and harmony and may love always fill your day may your path be strewn with happiness may success find you everywhere May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. May you always embrace compassion and grace, and may God always answer your prayer. Thank you for being here. Have a beautiful Sunday, and you're welcome to grab coffee and come back for a conversation if you would like.
coming together in the name of love and the joy and just realizing that we do this together as a family that we've chosen. Each of you here is here for a reason. And so we celebrate that. We celebrate that time together today, knowing that each one hears exactly what they need to hear, wherever that comes from. knowing that each one of us is the voice of God. I'm so grateful for that and so grateful for each of you here. And I simply release my prayer knowing that it's already active. It is already so. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Ashe. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Um, whether you're new with us online or whether you already know this, I'm Reverend Diana Johnson, spiritual director and pastor of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community and we teach universal principles, practical spirituality. And we welcome you home to our community, should you choose it. Um, we welcome you home to your own mystic heart, because your guidance is in there. We don't have that for you. So if you thought we were going to give you your answers, there you are. <laughs> I'll give you some really good questions. That's right. So before we open up in song together, I would just like to... Um, dedicate this service today uh, to indigenous cultures everywhere that this coming Monday is Indigenous Peoples Day and so we we honor and respect the journey that has been and the journey that is yet to come come on in come on in there's toys back there you're welcome to be here and do whatever whatever um, the journey that has been uh, the journey that is yet to come we stand in awareness of all of the difficulty and we stand in awareness of the healing that is unfolding and that we are a part of at this time. So I welcome you and I invite you to join in some song with us. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. What? Everything's possible. So welcome to your mystic heart. Everybody get 
upon your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yeah. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Here we stand on holy ground. Let us make a joyful sound. Hey, 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 everybody, get up on your feet. See the light in everybody you meet. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to add a different song for this month. Hey, Tracy, welcome. Good to see you. Called How Can I Serve? How can I serve today, sweet spirit? How can I serve today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. How can I serve today, sweet spirit? How can I serve today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. Who needs my love today, sweet spirit? Who needs my love today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will How must I share today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, How can I serve one more time? How can I serve today, sweet spirit? How can I serve today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. Well, so happy to see you all here this morning. Calling awareness to the presence of spirit in the body. Joining me in the co-creation of a love-soaked world. This is a world where all humans embody compassion and generosity and love and light. 
where all beings walk in freedom and justice. Where all people everywhere honor and care for one another, for our beautiful planet, and for all of the many beings that inhabit this planet with us at this time and place. Hmm. We're creating a world where all needs for all beings are met gracefully. Where all beings are well fed and have the comfort and safety of home. Where mental and physical health and education and relationships are supported well by social systems that are well grounded in wholeness. A world in which every being serves the greater community doing whatever feeds the soul and is well compensated and acknowledged and honored for that service. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness where authenticity and integrity are the norm, where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of violence, a world free of hatred. With our growing awareness by the power of our collective intention, we're writing a new story, a story where there is no such thing as greed, and where abundance is in having all that is required to live a thriving life. We do not lower our vision no matter the appearances in the world, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is inevitable. It is just a matter of time. We align our actions to support our vision and as we speak, as we join together, a new world is being created. Our hearts and minds, our arms and doors are open in radical welcome to all who walk through these doors. All lines of separation have been erased. In keeping with the vision, our community is open and loving. All people who seek belonging can find it here. Amen. With deep faith in the great mystery that I call God, we trust that our prayer is acted upon. We prepare our hearts and minds for its graceful unfolding in the world, and we feel a deep, deep sense of gratitude, releasing it to the Holy Presence that takes it into form and experience and giving thanks that it is done, as together we say, and so it is. Amen. Ah, let's take a minute. Some people have come in, joined us. Take a minute to say good morning, family. <laughs> good to see you all here. These are people that care about you and that you can reach out to. Anytime you need anything. So if you were with us at Teze, or even if you weren't, I'm going to catch you up a little bit on where we've been. 
Our topic this month is Ease On Down the Road. And our topic of conversation this week, as it was in Teze, is that was then, this is now. So we spent this morning reflecting on the human life cycle a bit and the idea that it is indeed a cycle more so than a continuum or a timeline, that it's a, a full circle or spiral or maybe many spirals. Um, we contemplated the process of domestication that each one of us has experienced as we grew up. And then we found our way back around to truth. So that each one of us is on our way, excuse me, each one of us is a way that spirit is expressing itself. So that as the truth we came back around to. And the sooner or later, you will or maybe have, as have I, experienced at least one wake-up call to pull you out of that state of domestication and wake you up to what's really going on here. So this is a, would be an experience that calls you into asking bigger questions. And that these questions, if given sincere time and attention, will lead us home to our true nature, to spirit, to our divinity, whatever words you want to give that. So we begin our lives free of separation. We don't know we're separate from the mother, from everything else around us. At least we don't behave as though we think we're separate. And ideally we end our lives knowing once again that we are part of all that is. In other words, we find our way home to spirit. This is the journey of a lifetime, ideally. <laughs> Not to say that all people make that journey the same way, or that any two people make that journey the same way, or in the same timing, or that all people come to that realization before this parenthesis in eternity is up. But that's my ideal for myself and for you. So I'd like to sh use that as kind of our jumping off point today uh, for the conversation. If you want the whole experience of Teze by tomorrow, it'll be online. I highly recommend it. Take a look. So how many of you in this room know who Ken Wilbur is? Okay, a few. He's an American philosopher and teacher of integral theory and I'd call him a prophet and a mystic. That's my view of this genius. guy. A genius, definitely. <laughs> Some people call him the smartest man you've never heard of. <laughs> but um, you might actually know his face if you saw his picture. It's kind of all over the place. Does anybody know what integral theory is? Oh boy, this is going to be fun. No? You don't? Okay. So it's a I'm going to read this because I'll I won't stumble over my words that way. It's a philosophical framework which seeks to integrate all forms of human experience and wisdom into one coherent theory of everything. That's what Ken Wilbur does. 
from developmental psychology to Neoplatonism to Vedanta to ancient wisdom traditions of all kinds. Integral theory provides a map whereby each unique theory or tradition can be valued and understood in light of its relation to all of the rest. So it's obviously way too broad a topic for one conversation. So this month we'll be taking a look at one tiny piece of what Ken Wilbur is um, calling us to at this time in our history. And my goal is for us to make connections from integral theory to the spiritual journey, because it's all wrapped up in there. So here's a quote from the man himself. He says, there's an urgency now, no excuses. As the wisdom holders, we need to help people find what's important. To grow up by moving through the early stages of emotional maturing, to clean up by doing our shadow work, to wake up by doing our spiritual practice, and to show up by serving humanity in the world. He's pretty direct. <laughs> he doesn't mince any words. Pretty clear. Grow up, clean up, wake up, show up. Pretty easy, right? <laughs> or is it? All right, so when he says humanity is being called to grow up, what do you think that might mean? What does it mean to you when you hear that? Mature. Okay, to mature. Stop being petty. Stop being petty. Emotional act like adults. Maturity. Emotional maturity, <laughs> act like adults. That's maturity. Maybe. Well, that doesn't say <laughs> adults, or that doesn't say which adults. Yeah. <laughs> also, step into the, the responsibility like, of adulthood. When okay. you're a child, all your needs are met for you. And then when you're an adult, it's time to start step, stepping up and meeting some needs and taking that responsibility. Okay, so taking responsibility for the meeting of your own needs or your own requirements. Okay. Well, you have to take, and also remembering our responsibility to each other. And remembering our responsibility to each other. Okay. So he comments that growing up is about levels of adult development. It's like we know child development, we've learned about all those stages. We've been through those stages. And we don't stop growing, ideally, when we become adults, right? So it's about the levels of, levels of adult development and that there are some stages that almost all humans go through while they're growing up. But most adults still at this time I think we can say the majority, get stuck at one point or another. Maybe all of us have been stuck at one point or another. It doesn't mean we have to stay stuck, but we get arrested in our development here and there. So paint me a picture of what growing up looks like for an adult. What kinds of maybe behaviors, what kinds of patterns, what kinds of Taking responsibility for our okay, actions. Okay, so taking responsibility, again, for our actions. Critical thinking. Critical thinking. Curiosity. Curiosity. Hmm. Now, that's something that we often sort of attribute to children, but 
it's a developmental stage of adulthood as well when we move past that tendency to have to analyze everything and put it in its boxes eventually we can move back into back into a state of wonder and curiosity so it is an adult stage as well asking questions <coughs> and then being willing to listen to the answers oh Asking <laughs> questions and then being willing to listen to the answers. Okay. The realization that not all perspectives and values are the same, and that we okay. are fair isn't really real. All right. That we have to so make agreements and okay. Well, for others to be different than us. Yeah. So when authenticity is a thing, then we all get to be ourselves. And there's no need for criticizing that, right? We just accept everyone as they are, as they come. And we choose to either be near them or not be near them. That's our choice, too. Yeah? Uh, also, a lot of times, as, when you are a child under the care of someone else, it, kind of a lot of your decisions and, and your path is laid out for you, mm -hmm. you know, and then when you come into uh, adulthood and self-exploration and who am I and, and in the world, you get to have your own path right. you lay out for yourself yeah. rather than you can really question and have more freedom to, uh -huh. to be who you are. Okay. So there's more of a taking responsibility but stepping into the choice making and having the freedom to do that. I, so when uh, when I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of like how when we're kids, we go to school and we've got yard duty teachers and mm -hmm. people policing us. And then as we get to be adults, we still have people policing us because we haven't matured into policing ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you go to you go to school and it's like your mommy doesn't clean up after you. And then you go to work and in the office break room it says your mommy doesn't work here. Right. right. So like. I think there's still a lot of adult children that haven't figured out how to right. manage themselves. So going back to that stuck place, right? Yeah. People get stuck and haven't learned those things. Chris? I was just going to add also that, you know, even when we're taking responsibility and cleaning up after ourselves and, and all that, I think part of growing up is realizing that we're never done. Okay. Mm -hmm. So realizing that we're never done. That the lifespan is is a developmental process all the way to the end of the lifespan. Yeah, to stack on top of that, it's uh -huh. like you know when you're a kid and you think the grown-ups around you they know everything. Oh, like, it's this big secret. <laughs> like they know. Right. And then you get to be an, a, you know a parent or whatever, and you're uh -huh. like, no, we don't. This and, is yeah. You're learning forever. It right. like you said, it never stops. Yeah. So no, we don't, and now we can look back at those adults in our lives and some of the things we perceive as their mistakes oh or things goodness, we yes. didn't like and say, and neither did they know. Absolutely. They just acted from what they knew. Chris and then Sheree. What about cultivating our spiritual maturity? Okay, so cultivating our spiritual, like consciously cultivating our spiritual maturity. That's definitely a, a developmental process and stage of adulthood. I was thinking there, there needs to be that initial um, focus on ourself and being able to take care of ourselves because mm -hmm. we go from that nurturing of our family and need to right. do that to ourselves. But then I think there comes a time where 
there's, oh, I don't need to focus so much on just me, 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 and like what's right. happening out there, yeah. and how can I um, help others and serve others. Yeah. And serve. Yeah. yeah, self-absorption can mm -hmm. become a real trap of a place to be, right? We can really get stuck in that, any of us can. And we can come in and out of it all through our lives, you know? We can wake up and go, oh man, what was I doing? And then back in again. So it's just a constant journey. And society encourages that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So treating one another fairly rather than taking advantage of another's ignorance might be one way that that shows up, right? Mm -hmm. Adulthood. Owning our mistakes rather than blaming and criticizing others Throwing might be in a way. Throwing tantrums. Yeah. Oh, there we are. Communicating respectfully instead of throwing tantrums might be another way that shows up. Standing in one's own being and truth instead of conforming to another's opinion of what you should do or be. Might but doing that respectfully rather than rebelliously. Right. Doing that respectfully instead of rebelliously or with great loud resistance. Listening to others, hoping to learn something new, rather than being the know-it-all in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that takes some maturity. <laughs> we have someone choking back there. Not when you're drinking, right? Please. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Trusting in your own value as a, as a human being, rather than needing to constantly be achieving something to gain your value or to find value. Being a self-starter or a catalyst for positive change, rather than waiting for someone else or the world to push you in. It's another sign, maybe. And then ultimately working co-creatively with others to promote positive change. That's a fairly high level of spiritual development in human beings. And look. We're all here at least some of the time, right? <laughs> we move in and out of it, I'm sure. So Paramahansa Yogananda, I'm going to read more next week about what he says about this, but this phrase caught my attention. He called it learning to behave ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great spiritual master, okay? Mm -hmm. This phase of adult growth is called, in his words, learning to behave ourselves. So if this is growing up, what do you think is meant when Wilbur says, then we need to clean up, grow up, clean up? What might that be referring to? Could that possibly mean clean up the mistakes that have happened in the past? Okay. Um, or the mistakes that we've made? Uh-huh. Could be cleaning up our mistakes so we're not leaving messes behind like us. Like those of past generations, maybe? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So could be that. Once we're aware of our behaviors, then making different choices to, okay. to change that. And yeah. So once we're aware of our own behaviors and patterns, making different choices. Um, well, in that quote, he, he called that uh, doing your shadow work. So looking yeah. at what our yeah. uh, subconscious motivations are. Right. Sometimes we do stuff and we go, where the heck did that come from? Yeah. And it's, there's, so we talk about looking in, inside and, uh, and finding where those, uh, those sh 
shadow elements, the things we don't know about ourselves that are that are hiding from us. Okay. We need to excavate so, them and look at them. So it's going one step deeper than here are the things I conscious, the mistakes I'm conscious that I've made, and I'm going to clean up my messes. And yes, important. And then, you know, well, what is what's my deeper motivation in life? When I do things, you know, where am I coming from? We're, we have this conscious awareness, and then a lot of the time we're operating from subconscious motivations. We're not even aware they're there. And many people, him, other people, call that our shadow side, the shadow side of, of our human self. And that doesn't refer necessarily to the dark, negative places within us only. That refers to the unconscious places within us. Those places can be things that serve us in sort of negative ways, affect us in negative ways, or serve us, well, ultimately it all serves us in a positive way. It can be something we perceive as negative, put it that way, or something we perceive as positive. So let's talk more about what that is. Um, so he, huh? I'm just like, I have a question, I'm going to write that down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she All right. Me, she just says I things. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, but okay. I did anyway, no, so ahead. sorry. I was huh? just going to say, you know, uh, the class on Tuesday when we talked about the false self and the and the true self and, mm -hmm. and how that develops, one of those places of cleaning up, you know, as we as we're healing, right, and and choosing mm -hmm. to change and grow, is coming to that sort of place where you don't see all those things as negative, like you're saying, the shadow right. side. You know, like so, sometimes in your life, depending on how your life was, you had to develop certain personas, certain right. personality traits, how you moved in the world for mm -hmm. a reason. You know, I, I was a pretty, you know, violent, scary human as a teenager and all the things. <laughs> and, and, and those things are not negative. Right. I do not see them as, as right. negative. I see yeah. them as the things that help me navigate the world to keep myself safe, and they right. served a purpose, and they were a coping mechanism that was important at the time. Yeah. And then when you grow past that, mm -hmm. you can still look at that and say, I don't, I don't choose to be that any longer. Right. But I do thank and honor that that part of me. Yeah. But now I'm moving into this other stage of my life and how right. I want to move in the world. But yeah. you have to choose to to see that. Yeah, and then choose to change it, and then right. choose to make the change. Yeah, to make the change still honoring mm -hmm. that it was an important part of your life. That it isn't something you would change if you could, mm -hmm. because it served its purpose. Okay, Heather? Is, uh, I, think, I don't know if you answered me that or not for me. I was saying, if it's no longer unconscious, is what? it still shadow? No. no. Okay. No. Uh, even if I've accepted it, but I still allow myself to live life using those mechanisms, is no, that still shadow? It's not shadow. Okay. No. You're aware of it. Okay. So it's, it's a choice. choice. It's a choice. But I yeah. mean, what if you've accepted it and you're, there's certain things you're like, that's me. That's that's part of me. Right. And that's okay, right? It doesn't yeah, mean sure. it's bad. So no, no. So you can, don't wield it as a weapon any longer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, so it's a... <laughs> Important to recognize that every choice we make, especially conscious choices, are going to have 
Certainly. some kind of an effect. Yes. So if you're willing to experience and live with the effects of those choices, okay. then so be it. You're just like, as long as they ain't hurt nobody. Right. You know, then. Yeah, okay. that's right. It's really seeing our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Right. And investigating those. And Sometimes yeah. we go throughout our day and we don't realize the thoughts that are coming into our mind or right. or how, what our talk is towards ourselves or others mm -hmm. and really seeing that and, yeah. and applying so it in a new way. Coming into a greater mindfulness of what's going on in there, mm -hmm. in here and in here. More pausing. And, yeah, pausing. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Right, does it still serve me? Good question. So by cleaning up, he's talking about understanding the filters through which we see the world. Like looking at, what are my filters? You know? Why do I see things the way I do? Including the distortions we have and the blind spots that we might have. It includes positive and negative qualities in ourselves that we tend not to see. So cleaning up means bringing the shadow into the light of consciousness so we can integrate it. Not to deny it, not to push it away, not to fix it because there's nothing broken, but to acknowledge it and work consciously with it in our lives. I was going to say a lot of times we think the shadow has to be a negative aspect. Right. But if we can... Sometimes we want to hide from our power and our strength. Yes. Yes. <coughs> so that can, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes when I think of shadow, I think of like the closet that hasn't been opened, how it's dark in there. Right. But there's also shadows that trees create to protect us from the heat. And there's That's shadows right. that, you know, save mm -hmm. us and serve us and help us. Right. So it isn't all bad. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I would say they've got to be pretty equally balanced, right? So what would be an example of a positive shadow quality? How might a positive one show up? Can you think of a scenario where that might be happening? Oh, go ahead. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. when I see somebody who needs help, I don't I don't even think about it. It's just so integrated into my system mm -hmm. that I just automatically, you know, do you need some help? Can I help you somehow? Okay. It's not, it's not a conscious thought. It's not a, it's just in there somewhere that I operate from. Okay. That I think of as a shadow because. Because you're not aware of why. What's I'm my not aware of why. Why do I do this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just, they okay. have this uh, whole scenario of like, when somebody needs help, the majority of people won't step forward. Right. And for some yeah. reason, there's something in there that's I can't not step forward. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and you don't need to know what your motivation is because you're happy with that, right? Yeah. I think I think it comes down to also how do you how do you use it in the world? Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you using it for? Right. You know, and uh, we have this saying with when it comes to driving that uh, confidence lacking experience is arrogance. Yes. If you say, I can, I'll turn that corner, no problem, and you've never done that before, you're mm -hmm. just coming from a place of no experience, it's a lack of wisdom, you have the knowledge, but not, but right. not the wisdom. But, you know, I um, took that part of me mm -hmm. and grew it up and right. made it smaller, 
It doesn't have to go away. Made it smaller. Right. Yeah. Put things that were larger in front of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone who really knows me or, or, or goes anywhere with me and especially in the woods or whatever, I'm extremely protective mm -hmm. if I love you. And that is an, in, it's an instinct. It's a right. natural instinct. I'll yeah. step in front of you no matter what it is. And, and that comes from all of that mm -hmm. violent right. fighting stuff, you know, when I was younger, and, and I, I am skilled at certain certain mm -hmm. things because I learned those skills, but then not using them first. Right. That is an ultimate last resort. Yeah. What do, how do I want to be first? Right. I want to I be loving. I choose to be compassionate to hear, not, not to use that thing first. Right. But it does come in handy in the right, right. situation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I honor it, and I've changed it. And mm -hmm. what I use it for, and I think a lot of those things that we become aware of, yeah. we, we want to stop completely. Right. No, but we don't have to. We can simply no. use a hammer can really do some damage, or it can help you build it a can home. Build a house. It yeah. depends on how how you yeah. use it. So how right. how are you using those things yeah. in the world? So people make that mistake. They think that when you talk about doing your shadow work, that they're going to be asked to like deny all these things or get rid of them or. Mm. And that's not what shadow work is about. It's about integration. Understanding. Understanding. You know, working with who you are and making it a something that continues to serve you instead of being working against you. Um, Heather, did you have a hand up? Maybe it means to no. serve. Oh. You start to use these qualities to serve the intention of how you want to be in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So use the yeah. qualities to serve the intention of how you want to be in the world. That was helpful. Yeah. So another way that I see this showing up, it's a positive quality that's being kept in the shadow. Is goes back to what Chris was saying. You know, we have a sense of um, greatness about us, our light, whatever that is. We, it, it's all different for all of us. But we all have a light within us that we're here to shine in some way. So someone who's got that light stuck in the shadows might put everyone else up on pedestals. Everywhere they go, they see everyone is so much higher than they are, so much there's a competition in their minds. It's, it's putting people on pedestals. And that act of doing that is pointing to the fact that they have shoved their own light or have not acknowledged their own light, and they're not even aware that that's like the reverse behavior of what's going on. Projection. Projection, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A negative one that I see often and maybe experience some. <laughs> um, am I really irritated? by controlling people? Yes. <laughs> so am I unaware that my own behavior is run by a need to control, maybe? Mm -hmm. Or by a fear of being out of control? Or a tendency to let others have control? To give up my control? So we have qualities about us that show up by us being really irritated by other people that have those same qualities that we have. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that's, so that's shadow. <laughs> that's a negative, kind of the negative qualities we think about. Yeah. I was, uh, 
right, we have three. <laughs> April, Chris, Heather. Well, I think uh, for me, I, that is one of my places where a part of me really fights to rise up and, and mm -hmm. get in some stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, one, power and control is a, is a perceived it thing. is. Okay. It's not real. They're really not forcing you to, right. you know, or whatever. But if someone tries to tell me what to do, mm -hmm. or or order me about, uh -huh. or or say their way is better than you know, I oh man. So it's very hard for me not not. But so I I did spend a lot of time asking myself where that comes from, mm -hmm. and it does come from a complete lack of choice. Mm -hmm. self-will when I was younger, right. being dominated yeah. in an abusive home where right. I had no freedom and everything was forced upon me mm -hmm. and, and how hard I fought that. Yeah. And so it comes from a place of fear right. in me, fear that my choice in myself will be taken, right. that I will be dominated over and that yeah. I, will, I will lose my freedom that I fought for. So yeah. something in me wants to fight right. to hold on to it. Yeah. But really they can't. No, Take they can't. It from me. No, it's mine. Right. But there, it does. There is still that trigger in there yeah. that says, right. "Fight or it will be taken." Yeah. And that it's a hard. It, that's a hard place. To yeah. It constantly is. remind yourself, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Right. It's okay. It doesn't matter. And, and again, the point isn't so that you get rid of that part of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the acknowledgement that when somebody comes into a space and is behaving in a way that we're just like, Arr! you know, nails on a chalkboard, that the awareness is there, that there's a reason it feels that way, and that the reason is in us somewhere. Yeah. It's not, not to say anything about the other person. The other person is irrelevant to the situation. Just the acknowledgement that that is in me somewhere, and then the willingness to spend time with it. Okay, Just before I make my point, uh, when you said, when people try to control me, I heard Mr. T in my background going, What I was going to say is that um, the, uh, the, the admiration we have for other people or the beauty we see in a sunset mm -hmm. is also uh, a positive shadow, right. shadow quality. Right. right. When we, uh, when we are, uh, in awe of something, mm -hmm. there's something inside of us that, right. that, that is analogous to that, and it, and we're projecting that that awe yeah. on that because we've been told it's egotistical to project it on right. ourselves or to, to take it for ourselves. So again, it's about the awareness that I'm seeing beauty here, or I'm seeing power in this person, or I'm seeing grace in this person, and then the willingness to say, where does that live in me? But yeah, we're taught that don't be arrogant, right? Okay, got Heather and then Tracy. Oh, okay, I forgot. Sorry. Um, no, <laughs> I know, I'm going to stay. I, I was just going to say that think, talking about this made me think, well, whoa, I have really stunted development going on. <laughs> because I've been, let's just preface this by four years of weekly therapy. Uh huh. And I still have these, like, reactions that I, and, and I, walk through life in a certain way and carry myself a certain way of things that I've been trying to, you know, 
and they're still it's still happening, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? But then one thing that does help me is how we were talking about how everything in life is cyclical. Mm-hmm. And I notice I do have a cycle. I just found out, I guess I'm bipolar, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, <laughs> so I am taking a medication now. I am mm-hmm. feeling more like level instead mm-hmm. of doing this constantly. Yeah. So I guess maybe yeah. they were right. I don't know. Could be. But anyways. Um, or maybe yeah. a season that you come back out. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, maybe don't be so hard on yourself and mm-hmm. judge yourself so much. Right. But um, I still am. Yeah. This is for self-awareness, not yes. yeah. self-deprecation. Right, right. It's not that. It's so that we understand ourselves better yeah. and we can function more smoothly. Yeah, and I guess my question with that was kind of like, well, what does that mean when you are working on that and you see what that is and you are like trying to integrate and it's like you're still hitting this wall or re- reacting, reacting, mm-hmm. reacting. It just like means you have a little more work to do. <sighs> it's not like a lot. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's normal. Yeah. yeah. And then Tracy? So my job, I'm stuck in a car with um, people for two hours at a time. And the person that I'm with isn't always somebody that I get along with because mm-hmm. it's handed to me at, at random. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, random. <laughs> That's random. another concept. <laughs> right. So every day I get faced with, I love myself anyway. Like, uh-huh. I know right now you feel like sandpaper, but I love myself anyway, and we're going to sit with this feeling and try to move through it. And I right. get, like, tons of time to practice every single day. Uh, <laughs> but I, I didn't initially see it that way. Right. The first six months or yeah. a year was like, oh, if they would just. Right. Right. If they would just. If they would just. Uh-huh. And now the last, you know, six months or so, it's like, oh, it's it's today's my therapy. Today I get to work with me. Today I get to love yeah. myself anyway. And right. I'm going to get through this in a way that's going to, I'm going to be refreshed at the end of the day. Which yeah. we haven't made it there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but at oh, least well. it's shifted everything. Yeah. Right? Cool. <laughs> Great opportunity. <laughs> Chris. I really wanted to speak to the idea of emotional roller coaster because before I started becoming more aware of my internal motivators um, and what they meant and how I reacted to them, I was on this emotional roller coaster. And sometimes in that roller coaster, I'd stay in the dip. <laughs> but as I became more aware of my patterns and my thoughts mm-hmm. and the beliefs, I started to see myself differently. And the roller coaster of the emotions is more steady. Yeah. And it's because I feel I have become more rooted in who I am and I don't need to be validated by somebody else. Right. Yeah. That's a huge thing. I'm really seeing shadow work. I was trying to think of like what shadow work really means. Is it like just stuff that's bubbling up that um, that we didn't realize that were hidden or like reactions. And I'm just seeing like an image, and maybe this is just me, but an image of like a child and what we told ourselves or other people told told us when mm-hmm. we were little of shame or guilt or being too much and and just yeah. and just really like 
a, like shining like a flashlight mm -hmm. on that and just sitting with yourself and saying what did you not hear that that you're still repeating now and integrating that and accept and giving like a lot of affirmation and acceptance and love yes. to that that person and if it needs to be like egotistical like saying right. you know that's it's okay you don't have to be ashamed of like I am really strong and I am right really, like that's not egotistical. Um, I am a leader or like yeah. I don't need to look up to other people I can become what I right. what I like love yeah. um, and other people so just just seeing the little kid and just being like let's sit and do that work of acceptance and love and right yeah, yeah. the self-reflection the mm -hmm. self-inquiry mm -hmm. You know, that is a, a, a kind of thing we don't speak about very much, and that is the weird self-absorbed, over-humility weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you know, like, I can't, oh, no, I, I can't be too loud, or I can't be too much, or I can't. Right. And, and that's also a way that keeps you constantly focused on yourself. Am I yep. being too much? Yeah, yeah. Am, I too, am I trying to look too pretty? Am, is I, I, am I, I? Am I? Am I? Am I? And right. you start singing the Me, Me, Me song your whole life. And yeah. And that's also a place that needs balance right. in it because we don't yeah. really talk about that that personality thing that develops as well. Right. And I was told I was too everything. You're yeah. too loud. You're too weird. You're too big. You're too that. And and rather than and, and I just could never help but be those two Mitch things. Whatever. <laughs> but like <laughs> as an adult, I. There, like the confidence and the arrogance thing, mm -hmm. there's a very fine line. There is. And how yeah. we see it and how we, you know, right. how we perceive it in others or in ourselves. Yeah. But there, there is nothing wrong with yeah. being you 100% as right. shiny and big and loud and beautiful as it is. Right. But not being that so much that you force other people down or you want them to be, or, right. you know, there's a, there's a fine oh, line there, there yeah, there between I, I'm the best at everything and just embodying that mm. and being good at what yeah. you're good at. There's, we, we don't really talk about that part of it right. very much. Yeah. And there is a really fine line there. Speaking on that, I think the first piece that you were talking about, that over humility, mm -hmm. um, I can totally resonate with that of constantly worrying, like, oh, I'm, I'm this or I'm that or I'm bugging people, whatever, and it, mm -hmm. I never heard that said before, and that was like a really nice slap to my face, thank you very much, but I never heard it put that way, as like, you're self-absorbed. Right. Because I, I, I'm always like worried, like, oh, yeah. oh people are going to think this, that, Spiritual this, narcissism. That. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I never <laughs> thought of it that way, It though. is. You don't think of it that way when you think you're just super self-conscious. Right. And it's like, well, you're being self-absorbed. If you were worried about right. other people and doing other things, then maybe yeah. you wouldn't be so self-absorbed. Right. That was me. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously. <laughs> but, that, but that is very interesting and a you new, a new. I do love you. It's a new way of looking at that, and I'm right. going to definitely have to dig way deeper in yeah. that one. And again, it's for self-awareness. Yes. It's not so that you can beat yourself up no. No, about anything that has been. Yeah. It's just, oh wow, shine that flashlight. You know, yeah. now I'm aware that that's kind of where that comes from. Or like how we how we fix that one. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can talk. Yeah, maybe. If you want. Maybe we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> I feel yeah. like when I was younger that um, 
things would come up with a person or a person would have an attitude towards me or mm -hmm. or different things that happen or like somebody would call me back or they didn't text me back right. and I'm like well what did I do or what you know yeah. what's going on you know you know why why is this happening it must be something I did what right. is it I'd start listing off well it could be this or it could be that or, uh -huh. or what is it and and I you know finally started to realize that you know everybody's at where they're at and they're doing what they're doing right and some people have a different way of responding to text messages. Right, yeah. I've learned to take a while sometimes. I just, yeah. that's how I do it. Right. So, like, it's not a, always about me. And that's, like, yeah. that center of the world thing is, like, right. the, everybody's revolving around yeah. themselves. So it's, like, taking, right. not thinking that I'm the main el element. Right. That they didn't yeah, come back and visit just because yeah. of something I did or whatever. Right. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, going on in everybody's lives. And not about you all the time, right? Definitely not Ellie? about. Because everybody thinks, like, it, it, I never thought of it that way, but, like, actually, if you're thinking that they're not responding because of you, it's because you think that they're supposed to respond to you right away because you right. do them. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. You have an expectation <laughs> about right. how they would relate to you if they really respected you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Chris. Um, just a, another quick thing about uh, the false humility is that um, often that shows up when somebody gives you a compliment and you deflect it and you don't let it land. Mm -hmm. And I had that happen yeah. one time. Somebody said, the music was great today and I went all shucks man with nothing. You know, kind of that false humility thing. And, and my teacher turned to me and said, that person just gave you a gift and you refused it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. So you learn to say thank you. Yeah, that is hard sometimes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Right nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say some days I think uh, we can be really good at that. Mm -hmm. And then some days it just, we're like, ah, oh, we dropped the ball again, you know? Right. Because I think that some days, yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm better at that than others. Yeah. Practice. Practice, yeah. A lot of practice, 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 practice. So I just want to leave you with one final idea. I'm looking at the clock, but whoa, great conversation. Really, it's been good. So there's one final idea that um, exists in the, the theories of evolution, no matter what kind of evolution we're talking about. And that growth and evolution involves transcending and including. The idea of transcending and including. What do you suppose that means? Well, that's integrating. Okay, so integrating. Okay. Past with present, where you've been to where you are now. Okay. Past doesn't go away, but it's part right. of. So you're transcending the limitations of the past whatever they are, and you're including all of the positive things you've learned, the things that are more wholesome and healthful and point you in a more um, contented and grounded place, and including those things as you move forward. So you're transcending what hasn't worked and carrying with you the new things that are working. I, I hear transcending and integrating is pulling stuff out of my head and putting it into my heart. Okay. So pulling it out of my head, moving it into my heart. Embodying, yeah. Yeah, embodiment. That, I heard you say knowledge and wisdom a little bit ago. 
for me, that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is up here, and then once we embody that knowledge and apply it and live it, that's wisdom. Don't put the tomatoes in the fruit salad. Don't yes. put the, she remembers. Yes. Don't put the tomatoes in the fruit salad. <laughs> That's right. They're fruits. I like that. I've seen. I think you had that on Facebook at yeah. one point. Yeah. yeah. So, how does this apply to our spiritual life? How doesn't it apply to our spiritual life? Done. As long as I'm caught up in the drama of conditions, the drama of daily life, and what's going on outside there. I forget who I am. I forget that I'm one with spirit, that I'm one way or many ways within one being, that spirit is showing up in the world. Yeah. As long as I'm blaming or criticizing another person, I disempower myself to remedy the situation. Focused on what they're doing instead of my stepping into a different choice, a different way that might remedy whatever it is. Chris, that actually was thinking that could actually put you on that emotional roller coaster. It definitely can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, April. Just real quick, the, mm -hmm. the whole time we've been talking, I keep hearing the serenity prayer in my head. Mm -hmm. And when you do like 12-step programs or anything where they dig deeply into the serenity prayer, you know, mm -hmm. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, mm -hmm. which is people, places, and things. That's everything. Right. People, everything. places, and things. The courage, which is a choice mm -hmm. to accept the things I can, or to change the things I can, which is me, my thoughts, words, and actions, mm -hmm. and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm -hmm. And that just, that just keeps yeah. going around uh, in my head. It's a beautiful prayer to keep it. right here mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. all the time. Isn't that asking you to sink into your Christ principle or your divinity here? Yes. Yeah, to have the discernment of spirit, of spirit coming through you. To know what's yours and what's not, and to accept it. And that you have no control right. over things outside of yourself. Yeah. So if I'm closed off to the, the deeper wisdom that is just burning inside of me, then I have no way of moving forward on my spiritual journey if I close that off. As long as my vision is clouded by the illusion of my separation from everything and everyone, from spirit, I can't see the light of truth. That's always there. That's funny. As you're saying that, I could hear myself talk, mm -hmm. and it's like, you can't, you know, it's too late, Heather. You weren't raised that way. You can't teach an old dog new tricks and I heard, you're not a dog. You're not a dog. <laughs> Guess what, Heather? I wasn't raised that way either. I know. And I, and I love that. So you there. Know what? Even yeah. dogs can learn new tricks. That's right. Old dogs right. can learn lots of new tricks. That's right. That's a perceived limitation put on dogs by someone's opinion. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Hi, just something that I just wanted to say that. Me, Mom, and Allie haven't been came, coming over to Mystic Hartford Taze for two months. Oh, man. <laughs> well, what's up with that? Are you too sleepy? Nah, I just like coming to Taze. That's it. You do? <laughs> well, maybe we can, 
you know, put a bug in the ear of the driver. <laughs> There's just a lot of vegetables on my table. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I so get that. <laughs> All right. So in the coming weeks, we're going to be looking more deeply at waking up and what that could mean. Uh, the direct ex waking up. Cortese? No, not that kind of <laughs> I don't know, maybe that kind of waking up and others, who knows. Um, and showing up, being in sacred service in the world in whatever way that shows up for you. But for right now, I'd like to wrap up by sharing a prayer that I shared in Teze also, but this has really got a hold of me. Um, it's a prayer that was offered by one of my teachers right now. Um, I have lots of teachers, always. You're all my teachers. But this other one's name is Rupert Spira, Spira, excuse me. It's a prayer that he has spoken daily for more than 40 years, and that speaks deeply to me as a reminder of who I am and why I'm here. So I trust that it might speak to you as well. So here it is. Oh, my Lord, great spirit. Holy Presence. My whole being is yourself. And this mind which has been given me is your consort. The life force, breath, and energy which you have given me are your attendants. This body is the temple in which I worship you. Whatever I eat, or wear, or do, is all part of the worship I keep on doing at this temple. Even when this body goes to sleep at night, I feel like I am in union with you. Whenever I walk, I feel like I'm going on pilgrimage to you. Whatever I speak is always in praise of you. In fact, whatever I do in this world in any way is aimed at you. So there is no duality in this life of unity with yourself. Oh. I think it is so cool that we have this group of people that can come together, that come together by choice to have these conversations. Do you know how rare that is? That is so rare. We are so blessed to have this space and to have one another, whatever the space ends up being at any time. When we're here, this community is just such a growing space, such an accepting and supportive place. So I thank you all for being a part of it. And so we're going to move into an opportunity for you to share of your financial good if you choose to this morning in support of the work that we're doing.
If you're at home joining us, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button and you'll find our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program for those who would like to make a heartfelt monthly commitment of support so we can more effectively budget and plan for our growth. As we move into this time of giving, I want to express my deep gratitude for each one who takes part in the Mystic Heart family for all that is offered here today and every day. And thank you, beloveds, for dedicating your lives to your own growth and evolution, the peace and unity, knowing that it does support the whole. It does. We are the world, part of the world. So together, we're going to go back to our theme, and through our growth and our support, we're going to ease on down the road. <laughs> names. <laughs> okay, Dorothy and Toto, seems like we're going to have to find our own yellow brick road. He's on down. He's on down the road. Oh, there it is. <laughs> He's on down. He's on down the road. You carry nothing that might be a load. There it is. Dorothy, look! Dorothy! Oh, oh, oh. Ta da!
As we ease on down the road, we simply accept these gifts, knowing that through the law of circulation, they go out and come back to us. So knowing that this, these gifts are a blessing, I simply release my word, knowing it is already so. And together we say, so it is. Amen. Casserole, broccoli, cheddar, casserole. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs>